All right, those were your markets, and we have searched the multiverse to bring you our guests today, and we've got the best of the best. Uh, we'd like to welcome Alex Wong, director of Alex K.Y. Wong Asset Management. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Great to hear from you. We also welcome Sunil Kaishap, the director of FinMet. Good morning, Sunil. Good morning, Andrew. Gentlemen, uh, everybody's still talking about SVB. Uh, it kind of is starting to feel like maybe the FDIC got in there over the weekend and uh, has, has put a wall around this thing. What is your take on it? Uh, Sunil, I think for, first time on the show? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I've been a couple of times. A couple of times. First time with you. First time with me. Okay, so I'll let you kick off. What, what, has this thing been contained? Can we, can we breathe a little bit easier? I think uh, the efforts are on to contain them, but I think uh, the, the issue more is the situation of herd mentality. Uh, the worry is, you know, what do the retail uh, depositors uh, in in the U.S. and around the world feel about uh, the situation? Uh, it appears that um, on Monday, uh, which is yesterday, uh, we didn't, uh, the U.S. didn't see further bank runs uh, in other regional banks. Uh, you, you've seen the reaction on the stock exchange, but um, I don't think we've seen any reports of, of bank runs or any of the other banks uh, so far. Uh, so I think it's, it seems like uh, the depositors, depositors are reassured. I mean, but it seems like some are under pressure. I mean, First, First Republic and uh, Charles Schwab are out there having to uh, make a, more noise than some others about how they are shoring up their capital base. I mean, uh, are, are there others that, that could be under pressure? I think the stock market is reacting to that, but the important thing is, are there bank runs? And I think, uh, you know, the, the facility put in place by the Fed in terms of granting liquidity ensures that if there is any attempt to withdraw deposits, the banks are able to meet that. Okay. Alex, uh, what, do you, what do you figure? Have the, uh, has, has the Fed done enough? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I agree uh, because uh, in the stock market, the reaction is um, is due to the fact that uh, the the Fed didn't rescue the or, or repay the um, equity owners. So uh, for equity owners, they probably would be would feel would feel safer to 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 get out first. So um, that's why uh, we are seeing uh, further panic selling across the sectors. But we are not seeing any really um, bank ones on other regional banks. Uh, so I think. Uh, uh, this is uh, quite natural to see a divergence of reactions in the real world and the and the financial and the financial markets. I mean, it, it does seem a little strange that the uh, FDIC was able to move in so quickly on a weekend, put the bank up for sale, and admittedly they didn't have a buyer, uh, but somehow they managed to sort one out in the UK. Uh, and I mean, how does I mean? It seems like they were ready for this. Did they have like a giant, you know, the, the binder, the big plan for when this happened, as opposed to two thousand and eight? Yeah, so it's important to understand two things. Firstly, it is strange that the bank run happened so fast, right? Yeah. It's I think it's unprecedented that within 24 hours, a bank loses 25% of its deposits. Mm -hmm. And that's a factor of social media, the fact that uh, we have internet banking, etc. Um, and I think the Fed was prepared given what happened in 2009, especially with Lehman's. Remember, Lehman had a similar issue. It was it was a liquidity crisis. It wasn't a situation where there was bad credit or whatever. So I think uh, this time around, the Fed had a clear plan that if you have a situation where a, a bank has the assets to repay but doesn't have the liquidity, then we we know what what to do. Uh, and I think that's why they moved in very fast and moved through that game plan that they had. I'm just amazed that they were able that they had a game plan that they were able to move that quickly on. I mean, like you think they'd all be off doing whatever it is, you know, these types of people do on the weekend. But instead, it seemed like they were able to organize, you know, come in there, seize the bank, 
organize an auction, you know, and kind of have it all sorted in a couple of days. Alex, is this is this the new norm? Uh, yeah, I think after this isn't the next day or, or learn another lesson. So uh, probably it would be the new norm. So they will be well prepared for for this kind of crisis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What are the important things you should realize after the financial crisis? Well, the regulators around the world. Um, had uh, a, a very strong emphasis to try and figure out how to close a bank. Mm. Before that, there was no real plan. Banks just liquidated. So I think that's what the regulators around the world have done is they have a game plan saying, how do we con- you know, close down a bank in a controlled fashion? And they're following that process now. Hmm. And the, so they're, they're part of the solution is this new bank term funding program where they're they're not just handing out money. They're going to offer loans, uh, one year loans at low interest rates to banks that are that are uh, uh, trying to cover deposits. I mean, is this is this a new norm? It seems like they're, they're you know, we used to have insured and uninsured deposits, but now it seems like they're all kind of insured. Because I think uh, this is a kind of a liquidity problem, not a solvency problem. So mm-hmm. that's why they are providing a, 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 a one-year loan. I think uh, they probably would wait for the uh, asset to stabilize. So because we, we are talking about uh, a shortage of uh, assets, we are talking about a shortage of liquidity for those banks. So that's why they are providing these kind of facilities. Yeah, so so you know, the reason why SVB had the issues, they had a pool of bonds which, they were, which were ring-fenced uh, and where the mark-to-market losses on those bonds were not recognized, mm-hmm. right? And they were not recognized as long as they didn't sell those bonds. Mm. The problem happened that when the depositors reduced so much money, they had to actually, the bank had to dip into this pool of bonds, government bonds. Uh, They had to then realize uh, the loss on those bonds. And Uh, that loss was more than the capital. I see. So what the Fed is now trying to do is trying to say, okay, you don't have to sell those bonds anymore. You can keep them keep the unrealized losses where they are, you can borrow against them. Mm-hmm. And that that would ensure that you can still meet the demands of the depositors, but you don't have to sell this pool of uh, bonds. Right. And do you not have to adjust the value if you're using them as collateral? No. That's okay. what they're saying. You can, in fact, borrow at par value rather than at market value. Is that legitimate or does it seem like a bit of a con game? (laughs) That's what the facility allows. So it's a short-term liquidity uh, situation. And then it gives the bank a year to slowly, you know, run down their book and do whatever they have to do. But it it avoids a situation that happened in California where, uh, you know, the bank had no other choice but to go to the feds and say, help us. Gotcha. And Alex, what's what's your take on this? Is this is this legitimate, or is it a bit of a uh, a bit of a shell game until they can pull uh, it together? Yeah, I think uh, it, it looks like a shell game uh, because uh, they they they, is, they are they are borrowed on the on the power value instead of the market value, but uh, it allows them uh, to take some time to slowly wait for market stabilization and no need to to do a fire sale. If they do a fire sale right now, then probably everything would go down and and would trigger a. Um, uh, uh, similar effects on other banks as well. So I think that this is a, 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 the only way to do it. Okay, and is, is it going to force a bit of a reckoning, uh, given that people have a year to kind of get their act together if they you know, are loaned the, the funds to carry on and it comes in? I mean, will, will this unleash a, a swath of creative destruction that could lead to a more efficient uh, companies in the economy? Well, I think what you're seeing is that it'll change the way that banks manage liquidity. And so they will have less money to, for example, lend out for loans and their profitability is impacted. And that's what you're seeing in the stock market now, where you're seeing that there's a repricing of the profit, 
profitability of some of these banks because now they have to keep larger liquidity pools ready for these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it used to be years ago uh, the case where banks were kind of given easy money in places like Japan and China. And so you had zombie companies that were kind of staggering on with loans being rolled over. Um, but, uh, I mean, is there a danger of that or is this, is this going to force people to get their act together and, and smarten up? I think uh, they will smart. They will become smart now and then well manage their their books more more efficiently. So that's why I think uh, it would affect other sectors as well. So we are probably seeing other sectors uh, to be more difficult to to raise uh, liquidities. And that's the intention of the Fed, right? Ultimately, what they wanted to do was increase interest rates, make it more difficult uh, for companies to borrow, and really create a slowdown in the in the economy. Mm-hmm. So this will indirectly lead to the situation, which is why people are now talking about the Fed not having to raise rates anymore because it, it's it's having an impact on the economy. All right. So people are throwing out a maxim that I, I think we hadn't heard uh, for a long time was that the Fed will raise rates until it breaks something. It's broken something. <laughs> and I mean, where, where do, you know, people, uh, you know, a week ago we were, we had Jerome Powell in Congress talking about uh, raising rates if jobs numbers and other indicators into you know were looking good uh but now that seems like it might have changed has this changed your perspective on where interest rates are going to go yeah i think at least they would pause uh this time because uh the market actually is in turmoil right now uh we are seeing stabilization in the u.s market apparently but i think uh, if you look at that deeply i think that people just uh, uh went into those um uh, safer companies so that they are then they're back caps so they are supporting the index but uh, if you look at um, individual companies actually many of them get hammered yesterday so I think that the situation actually is quite um, quite 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 lousy right now in the stock market so I think that's why they I think they probably would pause the interest rate hike okay and I mean uh, I mean if it's hammering you know bank stocks that's one thing but is it going to have an impact on inflation or consumer prices or labor wa- you know labor and wages um, in a way that the Fed is going to say hmm, you know no more no more rate hikes uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you know what the Fed is trying to achieve is a change in behavior of consumers as well as companies. You know they wanted consumers to become a little bit more conservative in their spending habits, and they want companies to um, be more careful about how they they hire, they expand their businesses. Um, it's too early to say whether that is um, going to happen in terms of change of behavior, but definitely people have woken up and now reviewing their situation. They're not sort of as blasé as they were, let's say, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, looking a little more locally, uh, the markets on this side of the world knew about the news because, you know, this started breaking on Thursday. It was in full for, you know, full swing Friday and over the weekend. Um, and yet, you know, Japan was down. Hong Kong is up. I'm looking at the markets right now. Uh, Australia, Japan, Korea, oof, not looking good. I mean, seriously mm-hmm. down. Um, but I mean, what does it mean for this side of the world, given that we already knew this was going on? I mean, Hong Kong actually had a really good day yesterday. For Hong Kong, I think uh, people just go into those uh, SOEs, uh, like telecom sectors and uh, probably giant oils companies. Uh, so they are supporting the index. And uh, local banks and, and the banking sectors actually probably would come down later on today. And then um, even the tech, I think, uh, will be, probably would be affected as well. So uh, we are seeing kind of polarization in the Hong Kong market uh, and the index actually is uh, being supported by a few companies only. So that's right. So it's a risk-averse kind of a, a situation, which is what was required, I think, from, from these high interest rates. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you think about the rest of the, rest of the region uh, 
where do we go from here? Is there、oh. this, they try to. For Japan, actually, it's affected by the,、uh, the 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 rising of the、um, Japanese yen. So、mm-hmm. uh, we are seeing、um, uh, a, a quite bad performance of Japan because of that. And for for other parts、uh, like Korea and India, I think probably they would be affected by the sentiments、uh, of the banking sectors in the in the US. So、mm-hmm. um, they are affected by different sec- different different uh, uh, factors right now. I mean, FWD、uh, chose to make an announcement yesterday that they were going to have, be having a listing after previously scrapping a plan to list.、Uh, and I mean, I guess I'm sure that they were preparing for that announcement for a while. But I mean, they they could have scrapped it if they had said,、eh, maybe we'll wait a few days and see what's happening. But they chose to go ahead. I mean, do either of you have a view on, you know, are are people over here just saying not our problem? That's the other side of the Pacific. You know, we're full steam ahead in this part of the world. I don't think so. I think、uh, the the reception of the of the fundraising actually will be quite bad because if you look at the previous uh, uh, second IPO of、uh, Prudential, actually they, they, the the reception was really bad at that time, and the sentiment right now actually is、uh, even worse than that、uh, at that time. So I think、uh, the reception will be really bad. So Neil, do you do you see the markets kind of becoming more cautious in,、sure. in this part of the world? For sure, I think I think people are going to be more cautious,、uh, especially regarding financials. So it'll be interesting to see how this、uh, IPO unfolds. Okay, guys, we got about a minute left.、Uh, you know, we've been tracking the NPC. We were talking yesterday about some of the big announcements about people leading those.、Um, we thought there were going to be some more announcement, but it、uh, it just seems to have sunk under the waters. Nobody, <laughs> you know, I mean, did it just get overwhelmed with the news, or was anything significant that we got to keep an eye on in China? I think for me, the big announcement was the downplaying of、uh, GDP growth.、Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's quite significant, and it shows、um, the way、uh, for the next five to ten years that the government's most more focused on、uh, creating solid、uh, institutions and、um, creating wealth overall, rather than just GDP growth in terms of numbers. All right,、uh, Alex, you got twenty seconds. Oh, I think、uh, yeah, that is、uh, the 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 biggest concern. I think, and probably I think、uh, later on, probably would be、uh, the、uh, population growth as well. I think、uh, China probably will adjust that. Okay, well, thank you very much, guys. You've really helped to、uh, make some sense out of the chaos that's in the markets today. We'd like to thank Alex Wong, director of Alex K Y Wong As-、uh, Asset Management, and Sunil Kashyap, the director of Finmet.、Uh,